Hello again. It's Ben here with another quick book review. Um, the last book was Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Kahneman. It's really good. A lot of uh, in-depth knowledge of psychology and the way um, our minds work. And it was really cool. So I thought I'd take a break from um, the really intense nonfiction. And I ended up picking up The Perfect Pass. Well, not picking it up. I actually got it a year ago. It happens a lot with my books. Um, but um, I decided to pick it up because it was a year ago to date that I finished Empire of the Summer Moon, which is another one by S.C. Gwynn. It's a great, great book about um, early Texas history and um, the Comanches and other uh, native tribes and our interactions and contentions with them, and and uh, it was really good. So, and I loved the writing because it was it's a, it was a nonfiction, but it almost felt like fiction. It's uh, S. C. Gwynn's great at, at storytelling, and uh, it's no different here with the Perfect Pass. Uh, this isn't going to be for everyone because it's it's football, um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's one of those things where I, I haven't really been into sports in a big way, in a long time. Um, I catch a game here and there, if it's on TV, if I'm somewhere where it just happens to be on, <clears throat> whether it's NFL or college ball or anything. Uh, outside of football, it's not really much. Um, some soccer here and there, or you know, real football, um, which I've gotten into more lately. But yeah, it's been a while. But <clears throat> I was interested in the book, because S.C. Gwen wrote it. And uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I picked it up two days ago. Well, uh, Friday night. I started reading on it Friday night before I went to sleep. And I finished it um, Sunday. And it was, I mean, it just, I, w I was so enthralled. Uh, it just, it kind of threw me back uh, to a simpler time, I guess. When I was uh, a kid, I was, you know, way into football, and and I was into the Cowboys, you know, America's team. It was, uh, I was, you know, eight, nine years old when they won the Super Bowls in the 90s, um, and I had Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith, uh, Michael Irving, um, all those posters all around my room, and uh, and I used to, to, to draw play, uh, football plays. I had like little spiral notebooks just full of little plays, you know, just like X's and O's drawing them out, offense, defense, just whatever. I was uh, I was really into it, you know, and, and I, I would, I'd try to watch all the games I could and everything. Uh, and this kind of took me back to that, and um, it was it was fun and incredibly nostalgic and and uh, had a good time reading it. Even though I consumed it so fast, it just everything just you know really got in there but it's uh it's insane that it's it's about uh mainly about one guy how mume i think it's how it's pronounced mume mume m-u-m-m-e how mume uh it's centered around him but it, it's just it's really about all the people over the you know over 100 years in football history that people have tried to radically change uh, the strategies of the game 
and they've always run up to walls. You know, the traditionalists were always all about it being a, you know, macho, just smashing, smashing each other in the face, you know, uh, make it as, as, as tough of a game as possible. If you're not, you know, breaking bones and, uh, you know, popping knees and shoulders out and all this, then it's not real football. And over the years, there were several people who tried to do more, more of a, a passing game and more, uh, adding more abstraction, making it more elaborate and, you know, trick plays, this and that. Um, but it would always just kind of disappear into the obscurities of football and it would just go back to the run game, the, you know, um, the, the, the run and shoot, uh, smash and grab, just, you know, hit the middle, the eye wing, um, just run, 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 you know, who was the most, um, whoever was the most physically capable came out on top, you know, but, uh, with this, I think it, it finally hit an inflection point where everyone realized and, and how Mue started at Iowa Wesleyan, which was this really small, like division three, two, a division two, two, a, I don't remember what it was exactly, but just this really obscure small college and um, they just had uh, an awful program and uh, they wanted to, you know, to kind of bolster it a little bit to help with uh, enrollment and uh, they got him out of nowhere. He was teaching at Coppers Cove in, in Texas, Central Texas and um, teaching, he was coaching and they, they hired him for that job. He went up there and uh, it turned the team around. A couple years later, they were a winning team. Uh, some kind of weird stuff happened. He ended up getting fired. But he moved around a little bit. Then he went to, or I think right after that, he he went to uh, to Georgia. And you know, Georgia is a lot like Texas. Real old school football. Uh, really big about the the ground game, and you know, the biggest, strongest, fastest win all the time. Well, he went down there. Uh, and changed uh, Valdosa, he, and he changed their game around. They became a winning team, and then he went to University of Kentucky, and they became a winning team. And it just—it's—it's it's all about him on a quest to uh, to flip teams. You know, like he—he he almost sought out these really bad teams just to to have um, to have that in front of him. You know, something to conquer, and. Uh, his assistant for most of those years um, ended up uh, coaching at Texas Tech, Mike Leach. He ended up being the head coach at Texas Tech, and they won uh, several years. A huge winning team, put up, like, insane numbers uh, offensively, and it was called the air raid uh, tactic. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, Hal Mume is still coaching. He, I don't, I don't know exactly where he's at now, but he's just kind of floated around ever since then. He was at um, out in Abilene for a little bit, and then I think he's doing some kind of uh, random conference football teams or something now. Maybe Canadian conference. I don't know, but the book was really good. Like I said, um, I'm haven't been into sports uh, much lately, um, but. This really got me kind of back into it now. I think uh, I'll probably catch more games here and there. Um, it made me miss uh, a lot of the things that I used to really enjoy about football. Um, and it was the, the strategy, you know. And that's why this 
this uh, this book spoke to me so much because you know the just the the run and smash over and over again is cool. Like the physicality is is one thing. That's what draws a lot of people to football. But for me, it was the 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 play play to play strategy that goes into it, and um, this really made me think about that a lot. So it's really good if you're if you're into football, most definitely grab it. If you're into any sports in general, most definitely grab it. If you're not into sports and you just like a good story of an underdog who just sought out um, these incredible challenges and prevailed every time, pretty much after so much work. But yeah, it's it's a really great book. So for next, I was going to uh, as soon as I finished it, pretty much I set it down, mulled it over for a minute, and then I thought I was going to grab my next one. And I've had this one sitting around for a while too. So I grabbed um, Algorithms to Live By, uh, The Computer Science of Human Decisions by Brian Christian and Tom Griffiths. Uh, I had had several people recommend this to me. Uh, a friend of mine is a PhD candidate at UNT for computer science. Uh, he was the main one who said, hey, you got to read that. I don't remember what I was reading at the time, but uh, something kind of in line with this, I think. But he had, he had uh, mentioned that. So I, I picked it up and I got a couple chapters in uh, since then. But then I got this in the mail today, which I pre-ordered back in December, I think. Um, the Creative Act, A Way of Being. It's uh, Rick Rubin's newest book. Uh, if, any, if anyone doesn't know who Rick Rubin is, um, I mean, he pretty much was like, the catalyst for the hip-hop explosion, like making the, the sound popular on recordings because uh, he kind of captured the, that live uh, hip-hop sound, you know, just kind of this raucous, loud, like heavy bass and the way that um, the instruments played out and, and the vocals and everything, and he captured that uh, on recordings. But um, aside from that, I mean, he's recorded... Johnny Cash, you know, the the American records that kind of brought Johnny Cash back to um, a state of legendary status I mean, he he should have never fell from. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, those records, uh, System of a Down, Slayer, uh, Paul McCartney from the Beatles, um, uh, yeah, um, he's, he's worked... Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, yeah, he's worked with everybody from all different genres. And, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he cares about genre. It's just uh, he, he finds something he likes and then he's, well, let's do it, you know? So um, I, I'd listened to him. Uh, I've listened to some interviews with him and he had talked about this book. So I was like, I, I need to get that actually. It was part of what inspired my, um, my, my venture into a podcast and, and even doing these book reviews and stuff. So. Yep, that'll be next, and uh, I'll let you guys know how uh, how this goes, you know? I don't know how long it'll take. It's kind of a Stephen Pressfield sort of thing. Like, there's some pages that just have a couple of um, couple of paragraphs, a couple of sentences, you know, inspirational, things like that. So, uh, other than that, I've gotten a couple more hours into Blood Meridian, then I'm listening to audio tape, and it's, uh, it's really good. It's brutal. I love it. Uh, so, I'll hopefully finish the two at the same time. I was hoping to finish it at the same time I finished Perfect Pass, but I just 
really tore through Perfect Pass. So uh, the next episode should be this, uh, the creative act of way of being, and Blood Meridian. So that's it. Thanks for watching or listening.